0: everybody to episode 69 of disney plus reviews the number two disney plus podcast in southwest missouri okay not really i'm phil susa and i'm here with my good friend and co-host he's got more of a podcast body it's grant youngsma
1: how's it going grant thanks phil um i don't know how i should take that <laughs> but i'll i'll take it as a compliment
0: uh, you're 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 a pretty sporty guy. I mean, you yeah. don't you don't play sports on a reg, on the regular, but you're a coach and mm-hmm. so yeah, I wouldn't say you have a podcast body. I would definitely say that about myself though. <laughs> I should introduce myself like that. Uh, if you're just joining us for this podcast, this is an unofficial Disney Plus podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus and we're getting into some pretty popular stuff today talking about The Mighty Ducks Game Changers, episode 1 just came out this weekend. And of course, uh, episode two of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we're going to be reviewing every episode of that show. And uh, But before we do that, before we get into those shows, we'd like to kind of cover some Disney Plus news of the week. Um, Boy, usually there's like one big story that's like the obvious story, and then there's this week where... I mean, there's really like three different stories that we could talk about. Um, So I'll kind of lay out all three of them in in no particular order, just the order that, you know, they kind of came across our desk, I guess. Uh, And then we can, you know, discuss which ones you want to talk about the most. But here here are three of the stories that that Grant and I found this week. Um, One is that Disney has confirmed that Cruella and... Pixar's Luca movie, which I saw a trailer on that. It looks really good. Um, They are both, they're confirming they're both coming to Disney plus this summer. So we're still kind of in this hybrid of like it's in theaters, but it's also Disney plus and that Cruella is going to be PG 13, which Mm -hmm. was a a discussion that we had. Um, The uh, second story was that um, after a ton of black back and forth and like non committal responses and stuff from Disney plus, Uh, Black Widow is going to be on Disney Plus. It's going to be the premiere, $30, presumably, thing. So it's uh, been delayed as well. It's not coming out when they thought. Um, They're going to delay it to July, and then they're going to release it on Disney Plus as well as theaters. And then the third story is that we knew this was coming for a while, but that Disney Plus is. Indeed, this week raising its prices. So, um, it's been six ninety nine a month and whatever it was per year. I didn't look that up. Uh, it, it's going up to seven ninety nine if you're paying monthly. Yeah. So, you're you're uh, you'll see an extra dollar on your uh, on your <laughs> credit card bill every week. So, which of those stories do you want to talk about first?
1: Well, I would say now that they've officially announced that Black Widow is going to go to Disney plus at the premium cost, I would say we finally have the official date for black widow. I don't think they're going to delay it at this point. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. So I would definitely say we're finally going to get black widow on July 9th. And
0: well, that, that movie has been delayed so many times. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: And like you and me have talked, maybe this isn't one of the best Marvel movies Because it's just been kicked around, like, so much. So, I mean, I don't really know what to expect. Because, I mean, once it's all said and done, this movie's been delayed almost, like, a year and a half. So, I mean, maybe it just isn't as good. Especially when it's fallen behind, like, they'll have already done three TV shows before we get Black Widow. Yeah. Or maybe it's just not very prominent in the direction that Marvel's going right now.
0: Yeah, I mean it just depends on how you look at it, right? Like they, they may they, Disney may be holding its card because it's so good. Like like yeah. they're like, We want the we want to release this in theaters because of how good it is. Like we want people to experience it in that format. Um, I mean I think I think just about anyone could tell you this, and Disney's definitely gonna tell you this that the way to watch that movie is going to be in theaters. Like Mm -hmm. you can watch it at home, but it's not going to be the same experience as watching it on a big screen with huge surround sound all around you. So I think they, they really have just kind of been waiting, waiting, waiting for theaters to open. And I don't know if it was just because theaters are, we're not, we're not looking good for May that they decided to push it back to July. Um, I feel like July is pretty safe. Like I think, I feel like theaters will be mostly open by then, uh, depending
1: on where you live in the country. But um, and especially with California opening up again. Because, I mean, I think I read somewhere that Disneyland's scheduled to open next week or something like that. Okay, so, cool. I mean, I feel like we're kind of getting back to whatever normalcy is at this point.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I I'm, I'm, I just i am reading this.
0: I didn't see this story. But, um, like, the Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is the next movie that they're going to have after Black Widow. That's also been delayed. Yep. So, I mean, pretty much everything that they had on their slate is kind of, okay, let's push it back a couple months. So Yeah,
1: I think everything just went down one slot. Yeah. So, Black Widow took the spot that Shang-Chi was supposed to. Mm. And I think everything just went back one spot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're obviously not going to release Black Widow and Shang-Chi on the same month. So, no. they're like, Okay, right, let's spread these things out a little bit. Um yeah, I mean, I, depending on the state of COVID, and I mean, I got my first vaccine shot this week. I'm gonna get my second one here in a few weeks, so I mean, I will definitely feel a lot safer once I've got those vaccines in me. But um, uh, I mean, depending on the state of movie theaters and and you know who I would be going with and stuff like that, I I I would like to see Black, Black Widow in theaters. Yeah, and it's July. I mean, that's a that's quite a while from now. So mm-hmm. um, I feel like I'll probably see it in theaters. Um, but I, I mean. If, yeah. it's, if it's really good, I might also watch it on premiere. Yeah. I
1: don't know. Because, I mean, if they keep with it, I mean, the $30, you'll be able to watch Black Widow over and over again. Yeah. So, I mean. It's one of those things where, like, now we're getting into the territory
0: of, okay, a lot of people are going to see this in theaters, so is Disney Plus going to make as much money on premiere if people yeah. are just going to their local theater to see it for 10 bucks or whatever or $15? Um, but at the same time and, and, and then you think well okay but they're gonna love it and they're gonna want to go go home and then watch it again a week or two later but if it's three months late oh i'll just watch it in three months well then you're not gonna get premiere because they'll just wait they'll, yeah. they'll just wait until it's free mm-hmm. so um because it's gonna be free you know the first week of october yeah so if you can just wait until october you'll probably just go thea- see it in the theater and then just wait until
1: it's free yeah but so. I mean, I still think they'll make plenty of money on it, um, because there are still a lot of Marvel fans out there that won't want to go out. Yeah. So, I feel like they'll be fine either way. Yeah. Um.
0: We'll kind of stay on that topic. So, Luca and Cruella are the, are the other ones that are coming to theaters. So, Cruella is coming out May twenty eighth. So that's they're actually kind of sticking to that date. Yeah. Um, end of end of May. It's a. They're calling it a live action reboot of one one hundred one Dalmatians, which I didn't know that. Yeah, like, I thought it was just like a, a prequel or whatever, but it's it's actually like a reboot, and it's going to be PG thirteen uh, coming to theaters and Disney Plus. Um, yeah, it is confirmed to be premier access, and then what's really interesting to me is that Luca. Is is the next Pixar movie? We've mm-hmm. gotten a, got a couple of those last year. Getting another one this summer. It's coming out June eighteenth, just a few weeks after Cruella, and it is coming to to theaters and Disney Plus. Or no, it's is is it skipping theaters? It, That's what this article is saying.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Okay, so it's only coming to Disney Plus, is what it, is what I'm reading. They they could change could change that, obviously. It's only coming to Disney Plus, and it's going to be free. Yes. Like it's going to be just included with your Disney Plus. Yep. So here's my question: what 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 does Disney think about Pixar? Like that they're just releasing their stuff for free? Like I I kind of feel super like weird.
1: What they think about Pixar at this point is they know that they're going to get more subscribers because of this. Yeah, and it's not one of those things where people would, like, pay money, but they know that with all... Because, I mean, Pixar really has never had a bad movie. Right. And so I feel like it's almost like that they know that, yeah, we probably won't make as much on this movie, but in the long run, we're going to get more subscribers because of this movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's super weird to me that, like, their live-action stuff, Cruella... Um, Black Widow, presumably Shang-Chi, if it comes to Disney Plus as well, is all premiere access. You, yeah. 30, 30, they're taking your $30 over and over again. But with Pixar, they're just not interested in doing that. Like they didn't do that with. Um, onward which that was kind of a weird hybrid situation where you know covid hit like as as onward was in theaters but when soul came they're like no we're not we're not gonna take your 30 dollars on soul just watch it for free Mm -hmm. now it was around christmas around time where people are spending money and i thought at the time i was like okay well they're just trying to get people into disney plus get get your subscription in now and we saw them jump up to 100 million subscribers so maybe that worked yeah but with in june like it's kind of like do you guys really need this? Like, I, like a lot of people are still holding their subscriptions because they're watching all this Marvel stuff and mighty ducks is out. It's like, you know, I don't know. It's, it seems like if they asked for $30 to see Luca, I feel like they could get it from a lot of households, but oh yeah, I would agree. Um, so it's interesting to me. I, it, it is an animated thing. Pixar is always going to sell numbers. So maybe they just think that, like you said, it's just going to get people on board
1: if they've yeah. been kind of holding out. And I mean, I. I feel like they'll get plenty of subscribers, Uh, and I mean at least they're getting the eight bucks at that point too.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, higher prices on the monthly too,
1: or at least they're. I mean, if they sign on for a year, they're getting eighty bucks. So
0: yeah. Uh, I guess that's a good uh, intro into the last story. So um, prices are going up. This is not something that is a surprise. I you know they Disney's been talking about it for months now, but. any story here? I mean, what what's the discussion on this? I guess just that. I mean, I,
1: you're getting more. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this would be a bigger story if they were moving up their prices like four or five dollars a month, right? But I mean, it's only a dollar. So, I mean, and we've already talked about this. You're getting new Marvel stuff for the rest of the calendar year every Friday. Yeah. So. And I mean, soon Star Wars will be in this and soon, I mean, we have Mighty Ducks right now, which we still have like nine more episodes. I believe that was a 10 episode. And then you get High School Musical coming in May. Yeah. So, I mean, you're getting new content every Friday. So, if they want to raise it a dollar, it's not really that big of a deal whatsoever.
0: I agree. I I don't think anyone's going to balk at this. Like. Uh, especially with all the new stuff that's coming, so it went from seven dollars a month to eight dollars a month, from seventy dollars a year to eighty dollars a yeah. year. And um, if you already paid for the year, like it's you know your grandfather in. it's not not like they're gonna you're gonna see like a dollar charge you know on your on your credit card yeah. a month. So you're already in the. It's it's uh, fair to note that also their bundle prices are going up as well by a dollar. So. Yeah. If you get Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus together monthly, that used to be $13, it's now $14 a month. Mm-hmm. Um this is not a big jump to yeah. be honest. And honestly, I always felt like $7 was a steal. Yeah. Like so and
1: I still feel like $8 is a steal too. Yeah. When you compare it to like Netflix or HBO Max, I mean, they're still almost $7 cheaper than both those cuz I believe depending on what Netflix package you have, I know HBO Max for sure is 15 bucks. Yeah. So I feel like compared to, and I mean, there's no streaming service like it. No. I mean, unless you're, we've talked about this, unless you prefer DC over Marvel, I mean, there's no contest. Yeah. Because there's so much stuff on HBO Max and uh, Netflix that you just go through and you're just like, eh, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, HBO Max, $15 a month. You know, there, there, there are
0: there are services. Netflix is more expensive. I mean, there are services out there that you can pay more money for. And, you know, Netflix is, to be fair, is doing a lot of new content this year as well. They, in January, they announced that they're putting out a new, I think they said a new film Weekly, like they're doing fifty-two new movies this year. Okay, um, so every week there's a new Netflix original movie, which is great. But what I c- always come back to is: is it a movie I'm going to watch? Yeah, and exactly. It, if the answer is no, then they could release four movies in that month. But I, if I don't watch any of them, yeah. I, they release zero movies that I care about that month. So, but the thing is, and I know we sound like Disney fanboys when we talk like this, but like it's Marvel, it's Star Wars, it's pixar it's all this stuff and yeah. it's like i'm gonna watch all of that so like if even if they only release like a new show once a month mm-hmm. or a new movie comes out once a month or whatever but it's all stuff that i'm gonna watch then i'm and i'm, and I'm only paying eight dollars a month instead of whatever netflix costs per month yeah. right now it's it, it's just, it's like a no-brainer so i i feel like eight dollars a month is not a big ask and honestly like if disney posed like it, let's say Disney CEO is is in the room with us right now talking to us, and he says, "Call into the show sometime." Yeah, calling call and tell us, to, uh, speak to us like this. He 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 says, "Grant, I'm is gonna we're gonna take the seven dollars that we've always been taking, but we need your help. We need an extra one dollar a month, and we're gonna give you." new star wars we're going to give you more mandalorian we're going to give you all the stuff we're going to give you more you know a marvel a new marvel episode every week for the entire calendar year and all we need is like an extra dollar like a dollar a month and and you can get all that stuff
1: i I suppose i could figure (laughs) out a way to find one more dollar per month
0: yeah yeah i mean that's not even a cup of coffee so yeah um
1: yeah, I, th- I think it's a no-brainer. I can I- give up a McChicken, which <laughs> McChickens are like one forty-nine now, so yeah. I can give up my large drink at McDonald's for one day.
0: There you go. So, yeah, it's there have been other price hikes that have seen like declines in subscription numbers like uh, netflix is going up by you know two dollars or three dollars and then people bail on netflix they're like oh this i guess this is the time i cancel netflix or whatever i don't think we're looking at that with disney plus i like they've been over 100 million maybe they dip down just slightly below 100 million but then they're going to go right back up in the next month like i i don't think this is going to hurt their bottom line at all so cool well, yeah, some exciting stuff coming to, to Disney Plus and, you know, for an extra dollar a month, it's, I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. So good good stories this week. Um, all right, let's get into the first review. Um, we flipped a coin and we went with Mighty Ducks yeah, uh, Game Changers. So episode one is out and uh, we are, if you're new to the show, maybe you're just tuning in because you saw Mighty Ducks we are doing full spoilers. So if you know, hopefully you're clicking on this because you watched the episode and then you want to hear some people talk about it. So uh, hopefully you've already done that. If you have not yet watched game changers, just hit pause on the podcast right now. Go watch the show. If you're only tuning in for uh, the Falcon and winter soldier content, skip forward about 20 or 30 minutes and you'll find it. But um, we are going to talk spoilers on both of those episodes. So,
1: um, and this is a, just throw it out there this is this will be a much more positive episode, yes, than, than last week, yeah, because we were we were we, pretty down on we were both I would say impressed with what we got this week, yeah, from both shows,
0: yeah, both shows were really good um i I actually i mean just a teaser I guess for Falcon. I gotta say, I, I probably even liked Mighty Ducks a little bit better than Falcon. Yeah. And I, but the Falcon Winter Soldier episode was way better than episode one, in my opinion. So we'll get there in a second. But um, let's talk about what Mighty Ducks game changers. So we we have been excited for this show, mm-hmm. um, Grant, long long time. I mean, since he was a little kid, Mighty Ducks fan. I'm a recent Mighty Ducks fan. I didn't get into the movies until literally last year. Um, so I don't have a whole lot of sp- thanks
1: to Disney Plus.
0: Yeah, that really that I mean that was the and our friendship. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know that outside of our friendship and especially Disney Plus, I would have ever watched them to mm. be honest. Um, I just didn't have any interest. But um, I'm totally in now. Um, love Gordon Bombay as a character. Love like love the whole idea of you know Mighty Ducks in Minnesota, youth hockey, and all this kind yeah. of stuff. So we're already pretty excited about this. This show comes out. It's the trailers. You know, obviously, it's not. You're, it's not the Mighty Ducks you know. It's not no. '90s Mighty Ducks anymore. It's a new cast. They're uh, the new bad era. guys now. Mighty Ducks are now bad, uh, and it's all characters you've never seen before. Um, mm-hmm. You know, s- spoiler, I guess. Hopefully, you've watched the episode or seen the trailer. But Gordon is in the in the show. Um, but for the most part, it's all people you've never seen before. There's always with that. There's always a hesitation of like, oh no, like, yeah. like I don't know any of these actors. What if this is not good? And Going into the episode, I definitely had some hesitation, but um, what were your, kind of, your general thoughts on, on the episode as a whole? Um,
1: I feel like when you go through this episode, I, I really, really did enjoy this episode yeah. for one reason. I feel like the kids they got, you can insert every single one of those kids and you can say, oh, I know who they're trying to be from the original. So uh, that that's one big thing for me of why I love it, because you're getting a new batch of kids, but they're going to be just like some of the kids from the past. And one prediction I do have, which I have one character in mind, but I think, because we didn't really get a last name from any of the kids, minus Evan, of course. Yeah. And Cuba, or kubo 13 yeah yeah so i don't know if that's his last name i would assume it is yeah but um i'm a bold prediction is that one of those kids parents played on the original mighty ducks interesting that's a big
0: prediction especially considering the fact that none of them have ever played hockey before yeah (laughs) so uh, but that'd be awesome that'd be a great reveal yeah
1: so i was very impressed um um, one thing that stuck out to me was with Cuba 13, I was like, where have I seen this kid before? And I was like, I know I've seen this kid before somewhere. And it's, I went back and looked and it, uh, you probably won't know this name, but his name's Luke Islam and he was actually on America's Got Talent either last season or the season before that. Whoa,
0: that's awesome.
1: Yeah. So
0: like, that's how he got discovered.
1: Yeah. Wow, good for him. Yeah, so that was pretty cool for sure. What did he do on America's Got Talent? He's a like Broadway slash opera singer. Okay, wow. So that's pretty cool that they got him. And I mean, of course, it was great to see Gordon return. And I mean, he's kind of back to his old roots where he hates hockey, he hates kids. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of where we started with the first Mighty Ducks, so... I mean, I'm fine with that. Again, obviously, he's going to play a bigger role into this. I mean, I don't think you bring him back. I mean, he's definitely going to work with the team at some point. Yeah. And, But overall, I think they definitely hit out of the park, and I'm definitely intrigued, and I can't wait to see where it goes.
0: Yeah, I love all the characters. Mm-hmm. I I really... Um, I don't want to say I was nervous. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe nervous is, a, is an apt word. I, I definitely ha- had concern of like, I, I don't know who any of these kids are. A lot of child actors are not very good out mm-hmm. there. And, you know, maybe I'm going to care, care about the main character and a couple of his like really close buddies. But most of the team, I, I don't know, maybe their acting's not going to be up to snuff or I'm not going to care about their backstory I legitimately care about every single one of these kids. Like, yeah. they did a great job in very few minutes. I mean, just, we only got a couple minutes on a couple of these characters. Yeah. Um. But I already, like, they're endearing. I already love them. I'm already rooting for them. And the team is so underdog. Like, I that's that's maybe my only negative with the show, with this, the they're, episodes. They're so going to be awful. Yeah, they're going to be so bad that they're going to have to really sell me on presumably they win or maybe they almost win the championship game yeah. and, and lose the championship game, but by one point or they win either way, just getting to the championship game. I just don't see how that's possible because they're, they're literally like the worst players ever. That said, I, I trust Disney and they can do really good. They can spin a really good yarn. So I think they're going to get me there eventually. But, uh, that really is my only negative. I, I, The all of the introductions of the characters the the, the show kind of plays out almost like a heist movie where like Mm -hmm. he's gathering the team uh, quite literally in this, in this sense. And one by one, you're starting to see these characters kind of come on board and say, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll join you. I'll join you. And I, I just loved watching that play out. It was really good. And I, I think all the actors to me so far have been great. Um, really, really impressive. I'm interested to know, let's talk more about the characters. What, uh, because you know the original movies better than I do. I've only seen each movie one time. So what, what are the analogs? Like who? Which character is like which character?
1: Well, Evan is obviously Charlie. Yeah. For sure. And then I can't remember her name, but um, the girl that he's friends with on the Ducks, she's going to end up being kind of like Banks.
0: Oh, yeah. Because okay. she's
1: going to be the best player by far. Because sure. whatever you say, Banks by far. Is the best Mighty Duck for yeah. sure. Yeah, and so she's gonna play that role. Cuba uh, thirteen. You're obviously getting Goldberg. Yeah, again.
0: Well, I mean, he's quite literally the goalie, and if if anyone looks like the son of, yeah, it, it's definitely him. He looks like Goldberg. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> he's obviously Goldberg. Um, the podcast kid is obviously. Going to be the Averman yeah. of the group. That was the only one that I got a strong vibe from. Where he's from, yeah. going to bring the comedy. And then the popular girl. I don't think we ever got a name from her. But she kind of... See, this is where my prediction comes in. Okay. She kind of looks like Connie yeah. from the original. I agree. So my prediction is that her parents are Connie and Guy.
0: Oh, how, how awesome would
1: that be? That'd be which cool. Which would be crazy. And... Like, you go through the IMDb, and Connie's in the credits, Guy's in the credits, um, Fulton's in the credits. Already?
0: And, for episode one?
1: Well, I oh, mean, just, oh, I, for the whole overall, show. Overall, yeah, okay. I'm with so you. So, at some point, they're going to come in. So, I feel like that could be a really good prediction, I would say. Yeah. But, um, and then... there's that,
0: like, Magic the Gathering... Girl.
1: Yeah, I I don't really know where there was
0: there like a super nerd in the original show? I mean I'm I'm tracking with you so far. I, I, think, I mean
1: I don't know. That that's kind of the one where I'm not really sure. Yeah. And then um is it Sam? Is he the Sam. daredevil? Yeah. Um probably Russ Tyler. Okay. Or um Jesse. Was Russ
0: or, Russ the one that couldn't stop? He was the
1: knuckle puck.
0: Oh, Knuckle Puck. Okay. And then. Oh, Russ, of course.
1: Um, or more Jesse Hall. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where I definitely feel like at least the four characters at the beginning are definitely being replaced or being molded as this character. Um, and then um, the new kid with, I'm just going to call him the good hair kid. Oh, yeah. Um, what was his name? I can't remember. So, I mean, that also could be one where that could be Guy's, um son as well because I feel like in the original My Ducks. Um,
0: oh, by the way, his name is Logan, and he's from Canada, yeah. which I think is a little on the nose. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> but <laughs> um, I feel like that if this really popular girl is not their kid, I feel like Logan could be. Because I feel like in the original uh Mighty Ducks, everybody was about Gee's hair. Yeah. And I feel like that's how they're molding this kid as yeah. well. That's really smart. And I'm another prediction that I'm gonna throw out there. I just thought of this one. So it's not <laughs> a fully thought about prediction. <laughs> okay. But I feel like the popular girl and Logan are gonna be an item. Okay. Just like Connie and Gee. So Maybe if Connie and Gee aren't together, maybe they're both single parents and maybe they rekindle their relationship through their kids. Yeah. There you go. So, you heard it here first. That was just a thought out prediction. <laughs> it's it might not be foolproof at this point, but maybe.
0: So, uh, from the trailer I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about uh Evan Morrow who's the mm-hmm. son of of the of the mom. Uh, in the in the show, Alex. Yeah, Alex. But I I really like Evan a lot. Like he's yeah. he's got like I mean, hearts has already kind of come up in the show, but he has like a lot of heart and he his acting and like his delivery and his focus, like in his eyes and stuff like that. He's really good. Um, but I, I kind of wonder if Nick the Stick is not going to be the the favorite of the show. He is so so funny. Yeah. It it's almost like he like he may not even deliver a whole lot of serious lines in the show. Like whenever there's a funny line, they're going to give it to Nick and he's going to be a, a, a fan favorite, I think for sure. So yeah, really cool characters. Um, so Lauren, Lauren Graham. Um, I mean, a lot of people know her from, um, the, uh, Gilmore girls mm-hmm. show, which I, my wife has watched. I've watched a few episodes with her. um, I wasn't feeling her character for the first half very much. I she seemed very stereotypical mom. Like, like, uh, are they going to give her any kind of nuance or you know gravitas? Like, I, I felt like she was very skin deep until about halfway through the episode. They you really see her like really getting after like sticking it to the man, mm-hmm. and then they do that awesome thing with the where she's like kind of. I don't think I I can't tell if there's going to be a romance between her and Gordon, but there's definitely a connection that they're making with each other. And he, she lets off like just in passing that she used to do like, um, figure skating performance. Yeah. Uh, figure skating and how she did this routine to this Whitney Houston song. And so at the end of the episode, he, he clicks play and plays it. and he like essentially makes her do like, he's like, he pawns it off as like, I want to make sure your eyes safe. Yeah. And so like, she's like, okay, I guess I got to prove I can skate. So she ends up doing her ice skating routine and starts singing over the song, the Whitney Houston song. And all the kids are watching and stuff like that. And by the end of the episode, I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm in on this character. I like her and I, I get where she's coming from. Um, yeah.
1: So I would definitely say, um, through the end, um, she becomes a more lovable character. And because, I mean, another thing that I like is uh, Gordon tells her, well, you can want this so bad for your kid, but in the end, he needs to do it himself. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like that's kind of where the Evan-Charlie comparison goes. Because at one point, Gordon goes from being the heart of the my ducks to Charlie becoming that, and obviously Evan at some point um well he already took that big step and uh gained a whole team together, but obviously his characters just gonna get stronger and stronger as we go,
0: yeah, yeah, I feel like the the theme of the show is is already really clear um yeah. Yeah, who knows if they'll bring in some other themes as they as they go along, but you know it's it's this um. Man, that it, it seems almost unbelievable, but you know there are parents out there in—in in the real world that are really like this. But like Alex is like chiding all of her like coworkers and you know yeah. friends of friends and stuff like that for just doing really stupid stuff and like, um, you know, bringing like personal trainers to the. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's youth hockey. Like yeah. these are this is the twelve to fourteen league. Um, you know, she's like the six a.m. practice, the thousand dollar clinics. You brought two private trainers to your kid's practice, like. You know, it's, it's, you, you're watching this, and you're like, one's a sports psychologist or yeah. whatever she <laughs>
1: yeah. called him. Um,
0: and then she's like, shouldn't kids be able to play sports for fun? You know? Yeah. And I, so it's, it's very clear what the show is going to be about is like, hey, you know, sports should be fun. It should be casual. It should be, you know, um, athletic and for exercise. There are all these different reasons why you play sports. But like, obviously, these, these parents are out for blood. It's like, mm-hmm like they already have like college um preparation very like, much yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah they're they're like meeting with college scouts and stuff like that like and they're like they're like there's she's like there's a very slim chance that any of your children are going to play <laughs> professional hockey like how dare you say that <laughs> about my kid <laughs> um so like obviously the show is going to be about not just underdog but like you know that these kids want to play because they want to feel included they want to have fun and it shouldn't have to be so serious. Like these are twelve to fourteen year olds. Let kids be kids. Um, did, did you get any other like general kind of theme? That that's kind of like the, the main thing I yeah. got. But
1: um, I mean, I feel like they really just want you to um, get back to. We already touched on this. Get back to enjoying the game, because yeah. I mean, the ducks, especially in the first movie, they sucked so bad at the beginning. But I mean, were they having fun? Of course, and um, I feel like this is how. I mean, if I wanted a reboot done, this is kind of how I wanted it. The formula was already there. Yeah, they just needed to follow it.
0: Yeah, I want to. I want to touch on that point because I think it's a really good one. I we thought we when we first heard like rumors of this show and we knew nothing. We're like, are they going to reboot Mighty Ducks? And essentially, no, like this is like in the universe of the Mighty Ducks yeah. uh, where they've won 10 championships and they're like, mm. everyone knows they're the best. Yeah. But they, and they, they're doing this show perfectly. I think in mm-hmm. my, in my opinion, how they're doing just enough nods and winks and, you know, can you believe they used to quack adorable? You know, yeah. like, like they, they, are they are aware, these kids are aware of the ducks yeah. and they know their history and they know the Minnesota miracle and they know Gordon Bombay. But they are doing their own thing. It's their own story. It's their own show. And they're going to tell a very different story from the movies. And that, to me, is perfect. Like, that's exactly what they should be doing.
1: And, I mean, I don't know if you watched the sneak peek for next week. No. But, I mean, they have their first practice. And then there were beach balls. So, I mean, I feel like there's going to be an Easter egg here and there. I love it. Which is perfect. Yeah. Keep doing it. Yeah. So I'm I'm bought in. Um, I definitely think we will get those cameos because, I mean, the people that got together for a quote-unquote reunion, <laughs> they were filming future scenes oh, yeah. for the show. Yeah, it absolutely. wasn't just a reunion.
0: Yeah, no, they weren't just getting together for
1: uh, drinks and nerves. Yeah. <laughs> They're definitely going to be in it at some point, which I absolutely love. Uh, let's talk about Gordon. Um, so I I wasn't sure from the trailer
0: how much he would actually even be in the show. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really thought they're just going to have him cameo. He, okay, here's your Gordon Bombay. Okay, now now get off the stage. But boy, like he he seems to be very central to the oh, show. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's not the coach. That will probably change at some point is my guess. But he, he is already, we've already seen a turnaround in his character. Like you said, already he's, no hockey at my rink. Um, you know, that's why like she's calling all these ice rinks to find a place where, for her hockey team to practice. And that like the ice palace isn't even on the, in the yellow pages. It a sign that says <laughs> no hockey. Yeah. So, but, and she finds it because she's like doing work. She's like helping people like leave their apartment, yeah. evicting people essentially. And she sees the sign and she's like, what the ice? I've never heard of the ice palace. <laughs> and this is like run down junky place and it's owned and run by Gordon Bombay, which is so funny.
1: Yeah, which, I mean, why wouldn't you have it like that? Because if you think back (laughs) to the my duck's first practice, they were literally on a pond.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: They they didn't have like a facility whatsoever. (laughs) They were just on like a frozen over pond. Yeah. So, I mean.
0: Yeah, from the trailer, I thought, you know, this guy's going to, gordon's gonna basically be the hans right like he, he yeah he's not involved in the story at all but he's just he, he's just the the yoda to the story like here, let me get you from point a to point b yeah. but it looks like he's actually gonna be pretty heavily involved in the oh, show yeah. so and which i'm i'm totally good for i love gordon um he's already turned around from okay i you know i mean he's to be to be fair it's mostly about the cash oh yeah for <laughs> sure he's Definitely. like where's that where's that check
1: yeah, cuz he's definitely fallen on hard times. Yeah,
0: he he needs this hockey team maybe I mean, more he's than maybe him
1: a th- 3 hour old wreck it Ralph birthday cake. Yeah. <laughs> so, I he's definitely fallen on some hard times.
0: Yeah, in fact, he he tells her at one point he's like I, I may not even be here in 6 months like yep. I, I I'm lucky to survive the winter. So, yeah, he obviously needs them as much as they need him, but he is already like starting to come around and kind of like, you can already see the twinkle in his eye of like, okay, I'm going to follow this team a little bit. You know, I, I don't think he's totally bought in, but I, surely he will get there at some point, but I love that he's in it. And I love that he's actually kind of a main character. Um, I, I think we see just as much Gordon in the next episode as we did in the first episode. So, yeah.
1: So I got, I found some names on the people. Okay. So it'll, It'll take a while, but I think we'll get there eventually. Okay. So, the girl on the Mighty Ducks is Sophie. Okay. Uh, this is
0: the the awesome girl that yes. has the, the bum knee or whatever.
1: Yep. And then we have Sam, which we already knew his name. Um, then we have Queen Bee Maya. So, the popular girl's name is Maya. Maya. Okay. Yep. I
0: don't think they ever say your name, do they? Mm-mm. This is.
1: And then we have the Warrior Cosplayer. Is what they call her, Oh La- Lauren. Lauren, okay. And then we have Kube. Yeah. And then Nick and Evan. Okay, so there's and seven. The, and then yep, seven players so far. And then Logan.
0: Seven, including Logan, or is he yeah. eight? Seven. Okay. Yeah, because they needed six
1: to yeah. form the team. So Sophie will make eight.
0: Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah. I mean, they're 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 clearly outclassed. Like all these other teams oh, have yeah. like fifteen players, or for one. sure.
1: And I mean. They even show up at the thing and uh, the big, like, show. And one of them's wearing, like, a biker's helmet. One of them's wearing I, – I think Coach T throws this out. One's wearing a football helmet. <laughs> He's like, is that a football helmet? And it's just like we we are back to the basics of the Miami Ducks.
0: I, I just – I love watching the show start out with them not even having uniforms. Oh, yeah. Like, they're just Because, literally- I
1: mean, if you think the early stages, they were – all so we we now have the don't bothers, but in in the first Mighty Ducks we had District Five, yeah. <laughs> and so I mean it, we're back to the basics and with a whole batch of new characters, and it's very exciting. I would say,
0: yeah. That all the other teams have these like really cool names like the the Bears the Hawks the Cardinals and they're like we're the don't bothers <laughs> which is obviously a callback to the the beginning of the episode where um basically is a coach T is the yep. the coach of the mighty ducks where he's just like hey like you know hey if you're not a great player by tw- age 12 don't even bother you know
1: which I wouldn't be surprised if he has some sort of backstory yeah. with the original because they just call him coach T yeah I mean. It could be somebody that has a connection with the previous. I mean, I don't think the actor per se, oh, right. but I definitely think there's some sort of backstory with the previous movies. Yeah. Maybe it's a like unknown character that we never really got to know, but I think he definitely probably has a backstory with it. And then I enjoyed the team names because the Hawks were the bad team in the original uh, Mighty Ducks. Then there was a Cardinals team oh. in the original. So we brought some up. Uh, and then the Bears, I would say, um, the first team they played in D3 was the uh, Bears as well. So, I mean, they're throwing these Easter eggs in. I mean, obviously, it's not the Blake Bears because these kids are 12 to 14 and the Blake Bears were freshmen in high school. So. Yeah, they
0: call them the Bloomington yep. Bears. So, Bloomington is a town, I think, it, yeah, around it's a,
1: Minneapolis. It's where the Mall of America is. Oh, of course, yeah. Is. Yep. And so I feel like those are like small Easter eggs that they gave us because they're teams that the Ducks quote-unquote played in the past. So I think that's cool as well.
0: Um I wrote down some funny lines
1: because I, I think I think
0: we're, we're gonna have a, a ton of comedy in the show yeah and uh, these were some of the my favorite ones um, I, <laughs> I love it when when Gordon is like I mean he is spot what what what's great about his character is that he he can identify a situation in seconds yeah like he's almost Tony stark like he he can like he sees a mom and her son and he knows exactly what's going on there and he's like um he looks at at the son at evan and says does she still slice your grace your grapes in half and she's like he's like yeah she does and then <laughs> uh, alex goes you could choke
1: <laughs> and then he has that scene at the end where he actually like starts choking yeah <laughs> which was pretty funny um i love the part where it's just nick
0: and evan coming out on the ice and they're like um they're, he's talking about this urban legends he's like there's a boy that like got buried under the ice and they covered him in ice he's like basically we we're, were skating on frozen boy <laughs> yeah his character is so great he reminds me a, of like 12 year olds i grew up with that just oh, yeah. like believe for anything. sure um i loved the flying v at the end um yeah where they like come out it's a team day or whatever they called it and and the don't bothers come out and obviously that, you know, they look ridiculous. Half of them can't even skate. And they, they are like flying V everybody. And they like come out and it's like the worst looking flying V you've ever seen. Like they're just falling apart as like within yeah, seconds. I,
1: I have that quote. They, uh, where is it? Um, or they just say, actually it was more like stumbling in a scribbled U. <laughs>
0: I miss missed that line. That's great which i
1: don't know if they just took this or that's what they're writing but i mean it pretty much is i mean you it's about 50-50 of the kids that can skate and can't skate
0: yeah I mean, ironic. I thought that was a great turnaround on on uh, Logan, where they're like they see his nine hundred dollar skates, yeah, and they're like, oh yes, we need this kid on our team. They invite him, and you know, to their surprise, he says, yeah, I'll join the team, and they're like, yes, we're in, we're in gold. And then they he comes to the first practice, and he like he's like can't even go like two feet on the ice without falling down. I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, I love the airdrop scene where they're at lunch and Nick's like, what if I just airdrop everyone here and everyone in here about the new team and it like pings everybody's iPhone Yeah. and then they just put their phone back down and he's like, the seed has been planted. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, any other funny lines?
1: Um, I enjoy the coach T you're good, but you're not good enough. Yeah. And, so I mean obviously he's going to be um he's going to be the he's going to be mean, yeah, for sure he'll be the ba- the bad guy that yeah. they have to take
0: down um, I did like uh lauren lauren Graham, I don't think was super funny, I think she was trying to be funny and maybe it wasn't quite landing for me i i th- i thought Nick was always funny and and some of the other characters were were pretty good too, but um, she, she's kind of the king of like um that physical like doing like awkward walks and and things like that so like um she she's uh she did this on Gilmore girls too but she's kind of like that that kind of nerdy, kind of not altogether mom kind of person, but she um, she has that big speech in front, of, I'm talking about the very beginning of the episode, that yeah. big, big speech to everyone, shouldn't kids play sports for fun? And then she does that um, like mic drop moment and then tries to walk off the ice, but she can't walk on ice. And so she's like slipping her way to the side and it's supposed to be like this, like, you know, you know, forget you guys. I'm I'm storming the, out of here. And, she and can't then even she goes viral, <laughs> yeah. and,
1: which is great. Um, don't bother. Don't bother. Yeah. So the two things I will leave us with yeah. for Mighty Ducks are two things that I noticed. But um, unless you are like a diehard movie fan, it probably won't make sense. But um, the Mighty Ducks now play at the Hendrix Arena, which... Hendrix is who sponsored them in the second movie. Oh. And then uh, Alex works for Ducksworth.
0: Oh, I didn't get that. Okay. So I knew that he, she worked for a law firm. It's
1: presumably his son.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Now taking over the law firm. Okay. So there are a lot of Easter eggs out there. Cool. And um, it should be a great show.
0: I I do like this again, the more winks and nods, but I do like that. She works for, you know, this really crummy, scummy law law organization, um, just like Gordon did in the first movie. Um, yeah, I, I have high hope, high hopes for the show. Like I, I, I really enjoyed the first episode, maybe even more than I, I expected to. So, um, I'm interested to see where it goes. I, I think they're doing just the right balance between adults and kids. um, uh, these shows have always been about the kids but it's also been somewhat about the adults too and they're showing like the Coco girl which I think we'll see more of her they're showing uh, Gordon and of course Alex and and you know maybe some of the other parents and stuff a little bit here and there too but obviously this show is going to be 70 30 like you know gearing towards more towards the kids but I want to know more about these kids I want to see their first practice I want to see all the antics that they get to get into at school. Um, You know, so we don't really even know much, very much about Sam, but he seems like a really interesting character, you know, like anti-establishment, but he has to take a dare, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, so. Of course.
1: Yeah. So, I mean... They're pretty,
0: they're pretty diverse. Like, all of them are very different yeah. from each other.
1: And, I mean, it's kind of going back to the roots... Yeah. ...of my Ducks. Yeah. I mean, they're a misfit team, kind of like the Don't Bothers.
0: Yeah. What, so in the same sense that WandaVision is not a show we're going to get a sequel to, like there's not going to be a WandaVision season two, in my opinion. Um, I mean, the, the last episode is literally called the series finale. Yeah. Um, but this is a show I just like high school musical, the musical, the series. I think we could legit get a season two of my yeah. I I think it's going to perform well. I think people are going to be clamoring for more. You're going to want to see what happens to them, you know, next year type of yeah. thing. Um, so I, I think we'll get multiple seasons of the show. I do too. <clears throat> cool. All right. Well, um, we'll put a capper on that and yeah. jump into the Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode two, uh, entitled "The, Sp- the Star Spangled Man." Boy, w- there were a lot of surprises for me in this episode. One of the big ones um, is, and you can tell by the title, we saw a ton of John Walker, the, yeah. this new Captain America in this episode. I didn't. I wasn't sure we were going to get hardly anything about him, mm-hmm. um, and I thought I really kind of thought he would be a background character to kind of. You know, come in maybe around episode three or four, but boy, he is he is already like part of the main cast of the show after this episode. So that was a big shocker for me. Um,
1: Any any surprises or just kind of overall feelings on the episode? Mm. I mean, I'm just gonna. I mean, last week we talked about how the action is outstanding. Uh I feel like once again they delivered because that action scene on the semis. Was outstanding. It was great. And, I mean, the action has been pinpoint to where you almost feel like you're not watching a TV show. You're watching an actual Marvel movie. Yes. So, I mean, the first two episodes, the action. I mean, we didn't get much action last episode. We got a little bit more on this one. But, I mean, the action has been top notch. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think one of my predictions on the last episode that couldn't have been more wrong was that um, I think I said something like we won't see winter soldier and Falcon get buddy up together until like maybe the end of episode two or something like that. But boy, like in the first five minutes, they're already in the same room together and they're like, and they hate each other. Yeah. And I love that. I, I, it's almost um, buddy cop type type feeling where like um, these guys are kind of forced to be together, but they don't really want to be together and they don't really agree on much of anything. Yeah but they're also good for each other. And it, the whole episode is, is great. like their, their mm-hmm. interaction is just, their chemistry is, is top notch. But man, when they get into that, um, therapy session scene towards yeah. the end, I was rolling. Yeah, I was laughing that was so hard for
1: sure. And I mean, the only person they probably hate more is Captain America. Yeah.
0: And that's the thing. One thing that they can agree on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love, I loved that. Um, I will talk about this maybe more. I don't know if it comes up if it's necessary during this discussion. I might just insert it, but uh, I did watch Civil War again mm-hmm. um, this week, and boy, this this show is almost a sequel to that movie. Like yeah. uh, that that movie is literally the two characters that we just talked about. Sharon uh, Carter is a huge part of that movie, more than more so than I even remembered. Uh, obviously, Zemo's in that movie. This is this show is basically Civil War. Too. Yeah. like it's, it, it is a direct sequel. Almost uh, a lot of times things have, have happened in, in between those movies, including the snap and stuff like that. But it is as far as the characters and the feel of the show, it is, it is definitely answering some of the questions that were left at the end of civil war. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, what were some, some big takeaways, I, I guess from characters and um, just kind of what we learned about Winter soldier, uh, Sam Wilson, that, uh, Almost everything from the first episode is gone. Like, yeah. I, that was such a weird episode for me. Like, I mean, I don't know that we'll ever see Sam's sister ever again. Like, yeah. she's just gone. They, they've completely moved on from everything that they talked about yeah, in episode which one.
1: Which kind of makes you question, why did we even need episode one? Yeah. Because we kind of just started on the ground floor of episode two. And... um one of my big takeaways is
0: yeah, you're right. This, this, I had the same exact reaction was like, this felt like episode one yeah. to me, like in its feel.
1: Yeah. So obviously, um, we're kind of wrong about Zemo cause it yeah. looks like he's going to be more of a consultant to them yeah. than the nemesis. And so, um, that's very intriguing. We still haven't got, uh, Sharon Carter yet. Um, so I would assume we'll get her in episode three because she's got to be, they've already mentioned it, her. It's the halfway point at this point. Yeah. Um, I feel like Yuri, that part is done. Well, that's, too.
0: That's so weird. There was no mention of Yuri. There's no yeah. mention of his son. I don't know if they're coming back to that or not. I can't tell what they're yeah. doing.
1: And then, um, what else? Um, Isaiah, we got him.
0: Now the Isaiah scene was one of my favorite scenes yeah. in this episode. It was really good. Uh, I didn't know anything about his character, but I guess he is a like a known quantity in the comics. Um, and, he in the comics he was Captain America for a while,
1: but and they believe that uh, his grandson or nephew, the one that answers the door, yeah, is a known commodity <laughs> as well because apparently he's going to be a part of the Young Avengers. Yeah, so. I forget his last name.
0: Isaiah, blah blah blah. His last name and it's like Eddie. It's Elijah. Right. Elijah. That's yeah. it. So Elijah last name. I can't remember his last name. Is Patriot in yeah. the in the? Which I actually I, I actually have seen Patriot in a couple of comics. Um, so yeah, I didn't pick up on
1: that. So I feel but, like definitely because we heard from Marvel that these shows are kind of um, setting the groundwork for a new phase, and I feel like with Elijah, with Monica, were kind of seeing that groundwork. Like, they might not be up front, uh, top-notch characters, but, I mean, they're definitely in the shows for a reason.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this episode was almost... Half, not all of it, but about half of the episode was really about John Walker. And yeah. I, like, I didn't, I just didn't think that they were just going to double down on his character that much. Um, we actually got backstory to him. Yeah. Like, he's this three time medal awarded. Honor, yep. Like, he's, he is not just, and you know, he's got no serum in him. Right. It's all him. It's just him. And it, like, he's throwing the shield around like a pro. Like, yeah. he, I, I, I really like that his dumb smile at the end of episode 1 I was just like this guy's a total poser but then they they start about 5 minutes in and I'm like okay all yeah. right this guy can actually kind of wield this shield and and mm-hmm. fight people and like jump around like he's he's capable like yeah. um he's not cap and he's not trying to be cap the other th- surprise was i like because his character is is kind of he's kind of a D bag in the comics. Mm Um, I, I really thought that they were just going to go straight into, he's the bad guy or a bad guy, but boy, like it's not until the end of the episode that we get any kind of sinister music with him. He is kind of a good guy for the whole episode. Like there, there's that interview with him on his high school football field at the beginning where they're talking about, you know, you know, how, how do you, how it feel to be the new Captain America? He's like, well, I don't really feel like cap and I'm not trying to be cap. I'm yeah. like, okay, this guy's not so bad. Like he's, he's humble. He's trying to do his role because that's what has been handed to him, but he's not necessarily like, he has a couple comments. Like, you know, I feel like cap, um, Steve Rogers is my brother. Is like, okay, well you didn't, didn't need to say that. Yeah,
1: but. And I mean, I feel like if Sam and Bucky would have accepted his help, I mean, he would have been willing to work with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think he's legitimately extending a hand, an offer to them to like, let's work together. Yeah. he's not trying to be better than them. He's, he's trying to fight alongside them, which I love, especially Bucky's reaction. He is having none of it, man. And Sam's kind of just, he thinks he's a joke, but like, I I really truly feel like Bucky's offended by him as a person.
1: I would definitely agree with that. And I feel like Sam isn't as quite outspoken about uh, John because, I mean, it's kind of his fault to begin with. Yeah. I mean, he's the reason why we're at this point. Yeah. And, of course, he didn't know that this was going to happen, but it all resulted because he decided to hand over the shield.
0: Yeah, that that is the that is the thread between the two episodes that that I I noticed the, the same discussion that but that. Um Rody is having with 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 sam at, in the first episode yeah. is happening again except it's bucky now instead yeah. of roadie and he's saying you know hey he gave you the shield you know you he said you are going to be the next captain america and you said i don't want the job yeah um and and you basically spat in his face and so but that's a lot of bucky's ire for yeah. sam is like you know hey how dare you do that to my friends um the other part of it and I think it's more personal and more thera- therape- therapeutic kind of stuff that he's working through in his own head. But I, my, one of my favorite lines in the entire episode was, he look. It's during the therapy session at the end. He looks at Sam and he says, uh, "Why'd you give up the shield? If if Cap was wrong about you, then maybe he was wrong about me." Yeah. And he says that with a ton of emotion in his face. And to him, he sees. Sam's unwillingness to own up to the you know step up to the plate as as of uh like a prediction of his own yeah inability to step up and become the person that Cap wanted him to be
1: and so and Bucky's definitely hurt by Sam's actions towards him yeah I don't really think I mean I could genuinely see that Sam doesn't like Bucky whatsoever but I, you definitely can tell that Bucky wants to get along with Sam. Yeah, I mean he, he definitely misses that void that Captain America left.
0: Yeah, he just wants to get back into the fight. And, yeah. and honestly, we saw this a lot in episode one. But he wants to make up for all the wrong he's done. Yeah. It wasn't him doing it, but he remembers all of it. Yeah. Um. There's I, a there's a line at the end of Civil War, which I think is really great where it's uh, so in civil war, spoilers for civil war, I guess, but um, it's revealed that Bucky, not really Bucky, but essentially Bucky killed Tony's parents, both of them in in a brutal way. Mm -hmm. And um, Tony says, Tony is, he's literally punching Bucky in the face over and over again, or in the uh, ripping his arm off or whatever. And he says, do you even remember them? And and Bucky says, I remember all of them. Yeah. And he's talking about all the people he's killed over decades. Um, And so he's fighting this internal battle Mm -hmm. is similar to Wanda, but different where it's, it wasn't me doing any of those things. And so I don't technically have anything to apologize for, but it was still my hands that killed that person. And, and so I want to make up for all the pain that I've caused in the world.
1: I mean, the one thing that these shows have really been good at with WandaVision and now Falcon and Winter Soldier is it shows the imperfections of these heroes. So many times we... And... Which, I mean, if one thing is clear about the MCU, their heroes are very flawed. I mean, Tony is very flawed. I mean, maybe Captain America isn't as flawed, but, I mean, he makes that choice in Civil War. And... But, I mean, over and over again, you see the flaws in these heroes, and I I feel like that's what makes them so likable and relatable.
0: Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I I feel like I have the same thought as I was watching this episode. I got a little bit of it in episode one, but uh, I was like, we're just now getting some of the the real pain in their eyes, like, and, and, and... hearing them uh, through literal therapy sessions, like deal with their grief. Yeah. And that's something that's really cool. Like I, it's, it's something that they didn't necessarily a have time for or want to sp- be spend the one to spend the time on in the past. But now that they have these shows, it's like they can really explore the depth of these characters yeah. and what they're really going through. Um, so yeah, I, I think um, I'll kind of change gears here in a second. Um, I think the other thing that they're really trying to explore is the blip in, mm-hmm. in this, ep- in this series and re- like what it has really been doing to people, and all of their the various reactions to that. So they have this um, was it GRC. I can't remember the acronym. Um, global something. Um, but basically, it's it's this like multinational, maybe UN sponsored effort to basically get like yeah, re-
1: GRC re- global Repa-
0: repatriation.
1: Yeah, council.
0: Okay so they're they're basically getting you kind of get the sense that people are like snapping back in like not their hometown <laughs> like yeah. like they they're snapping like all over the world and they're trying to they're just trying to get people back to their home mm-hmm. um, and think about the task of that there's like 3.5 billion people just came back and trying the mess of trying to get everyone back to where they belong back to their families back to their jobs you know and then like you know, we saw the bank bank thing, like just doing life again with half of the planet coming back in a a second and how that's a positive thing for a lot of people. They're getting their family members back, but it's a negative thing for other people like the, the flag smashers. Yeah.
1: They obviously liked blip life. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. They, they want, they want the world to go back to the way that it was during those five years. Yeah. Um, because they felt like the world was actually one, they were united for the first time in world history. um, So in fact, their, their mantra is like one world, one people or whatever it is. So, Mm -hmm. and that's the other thing. I I guess we can transition into that. We got to, we got to know the flag smashers. I wouldn't say intimately, but like uh, on a first person level, Yeah, we got to actually see them interact with each other and call each other by name. Uh, Carly, I I guess is the name of the kind of leader. leader. Yep. So,
1: and we find out that they're all super soldiers.
0: Yeah. That's, that's a big drop. I'm, And that is a direct call to the Civil War movie for for sure. If you don't remember, in the Civil War, Zemo is, you think throughout the entire movie, Zemo is trying to bring back super soldiers. Mm -hmm. It turns out that it was just all big ruse, but um, he does actually legitimately find real super soldiers on ice in Siberia or wherever they are. And he doesn't bring them back, but he knows all of Hydra's secrets. Mm -hmm. So that is clearly why they're going after Zemo at the end of this episode is help us figure out what is going on? How do these people even have super soldier serum? Where did they find it? How many more are, are there out there? You know, what are these people that have been frozen on ice or are they just new people? You know, they they have a lot of questions to answer and yeah. hopefully Zemo. will. Be are to- they
1: trying like the packages that they're smuggling? Are they, cause I mean you get kind of a roundabout answer, but I mean, is it actually some serum as well to continue to make super soldiers?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know what was in those boxes. It says vaccines yeah. on the side, which I'm I'm like is is like COVID like a real thing yeah. <laughs> in their world. But but no, it doesn't look like they're doing that. It looks like it might be, they might be literally trafficking super soldier serum. But that's a lot. Like yeah. I, I kind of got the sense that there was it's in very small quantities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't I don't remember the first Avenger movie very well, and I've not watched it recently. But I from what I do remember like Captain Captain America was like the only person that it really worked well on. And then they, they tried to duplicate it. Like after, after he died, quote unquote, they, they were like, okay, we let's see if we can do this again. But they were giving super soldiers serum to people in smaller quantities to try to get them to survive it. Mm -hmm. And so we don't really know, like, are they like, like Captain America, but like on a lower level, um, you know, there's a lot of questions to, to be answered there. Um, this, this is totally off topic, but I I saw my note <laughs> in the middle here. I love the big three. Yeah. The, the mention of the big three. So funny and so yeah. like self-aware of like the MCU franchise. It was, it was really great.
1: <clears throat> and then going back to Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit. Yeah, yeah. That was great. It's so good. And Bucky's quote, well, I read The Hobbit back in nineteen thirty seven. Yeah.
0: I, I wrote in my like overall notes after finishing the episode. This this episode was way funnier than the yeah. first episode and it, it seems purposeful. Like they I mean, they shot all of these episodes before they even released the first one. So mm-hmm. it's not like they're reacting to, to fan, you know, reactions or anything. But they, they after shooting the first one, I th- I feel like they knew they're like we need to insert some comedy here. Like this is a little heavy. Yeah. And this this episode was actually really funny in a lot of different um, points. But I love it when they're standing in their hangar and that hangar together. He's like, he's like the strong. You know, they think there's only one uh, super soldier. The strong one is definitely one of the big three. He's like big three. What's that? He's like androids, aliens, and wizards. He's like
1: he's like saying like why don't you know this? <laughs> and then they they talk about Doctor Strange, which was funny too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, he's a sorcerer. And what's the difference between a sorcerer <laughs> and a wizard? The hat. Yeah, it's, a sorcerer is just a
0: wizard without a hat.
1: <clears throat> so good. Yeah. I think
0: I think Marvel's comedy is really good when they they answer just enough self-aware where it doesn't take you out of the scene, mm-hmm. but it also kind of is like, okay, we kind of know what we're doing. Yeah. So, um I I thought it was funny when um Winter Soldier who I think you're right. You said it earlier, legitimately just wants to join Sam. Like he doesn't necessarily love Sam, but he wants to help him. Yeah. And so like he gets on the plane with him and they, uh, of course Sam can fly, so he just jumps out of the plane. He's like, Where's the shoot? I need to shoot. And he's like, We're at two hundred feet. You're not you're not gonna go out go out of this plane with a parachute. And so he's like, Oh, I don't need one, and he just jumps out kinda like Captain America yeah. does in the in the movie, and it doesn't go well. Like yeah. he he's just like he falls. just
1: rips off his sleeve and <laughs> I guess his whole plan was to basically just use his uh uh bionic arm to break his fall.
0: Yeah, but he like misses most of the tree. Like he's yeah. mostly just grabbing like limbs, branches yeah. and stuff.
1: <laughs> so, but, I mean, that was very humorous as well.
0: Yeah. I loved watching that. Winter Soldier to me was a very serious character in the movies that he's yeah. portrayed in, but now we're starting to see like the silly side of him, the funny side of him. Uh He's, he's being more fleshed out as like an actual human. He's not been allowed to be a human. He's basically yeah. been a, like a, a robot for, for Hydra. So, um, <laughs> I love the line where where uh, Sam says a little time in Wakanda and you come out White Panther, and then uh, and then Bucky says, "Well, actually, it's White Wolf." Yeah. <laughs> and Sam's like, "What?" <laughs> so I love the I did I love the reveal. There's a lot of like. Cool, like little, like, oh, you think you, you know what's going on? Well, you really don't. Yeah. Um. They see, like, uh, Red Wing is going in there and they're like, oh, it, um, you know, Bucky says, I see three people. And Red Wing's like, actually, no, there's seven. And then he's like, wait, no, there's eight. There's one in the truck. They have a hostage. And and you're thinking Bucky's going to bust onto this truck and, like, save this girl from, yeah. like, and you then know, captivity. And he just
1: gets wrecked. <laughs> wrecked by Carly. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> Red Wing gets wrecked. By Carly. Dude, in a... She literally, like, grabs it and then just smashes it over her knee. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so Red Wing's gone. Yeah. Uh, They're going to have to make a new Red Wing.
1: So, and um, I'll insert uh, a Caitlyn quote. uh, Okay. Because she did watch it. Yeah. Um, She was on her phone for some of it, but her biggest disappointment in this show is why couldn't they get a more attractive person to play John Walker? Interesting. Yeah,
0: I don't think he's ugly. Does she think he's ugly or just? Oh yeah,
1: really? Yeah. Interesting. She Wh- thinks Chris Evans is way more attractive. Well, than-
0: I mean, that's I think that's universally true. Yeah. But um, whose son is he? The actor? He
1: is. Uh, oh, crap! What's his? Oh, Kurt Russell.
0: Oh, Kurt Russell's real son. Yeah.
1: Okay. And Goldie Hawn. Yeah.
0: I don't think he's ugly. I I definitely can understand why he's not. His ears are like huge. Um, he looks he looks like a dork in the in the helmet in the Captain America uh, mask.
1: Which once again, if you're listening in, call into the show and <laughs> we would love to have you on.
0: Yeah, he's really going to do that now.
1: Um, Caitlin would love to talk to you. <laughs>
0: uh, I I like his character overall. Clearly, he's going to be a bad a bad guy. Like yeah. um, at the end, you know, he's obviously. Um, you know, Hey, we're going to do this with or without you. And he's obviously going to a bad place, but.
1: And like they, I mean, Bucky and Sam at one point they talk about stealing the shield.
0: Yeah. And
1: like Sam goes back to like where him and Steve were like two years on the run and he doesn't want to go back to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, they've got to play their cards. They got to do this right. Um, you know, they're, they're obviously going to go rogue and do their own thing, but, but, Um. Yeah, they're not just gonna fight, Captain. I mean, like Sam's like, what are we gonna do to fight him? Like, he's he's literally an arm of the U.S. government, or like, or I mean, multinational government.
1: So yeah, they can't they they can't just do that. Um, And like, they would look awful in the limelight too.
0: I mean, it's civil war all over again. Like, it's it's them like literally fighting against the people that are you know also trying to protect people. I I think that the government is like legitimately doing what they think is the right thing. And I think that's going to be a theme of this show. You're talking about themes is like, you could be doing all the right things and still not be the right person. You could be, have all the best intentions and still not arrive at the destination. And I think, you know, it's really going to come down to Providence, I guess, like, you know, that captain America was always meant to be the right one. Yeah. Sam Wilson was always meant to be the right one. And, this poser, you know, this other Captain America, or whatever. He's a great guy. He's mm-hmm. obviously very uh, loyal to the government and has all these medals. And he's a great he's a great soldier, but he's not the right one. Yeah, for the job for
1: sure. And I mean, that's one of the things that I love the most so far about this show is Sam talking about how he isn't really um, good enough to be the next Captain America. And it's just, Mm. I mean, we got it in Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, Peter didn't feel like he was worthy enough to be the next Iron Man either. Mm. So, I mean, it all goes back to the uh, human nature of these heroes. Yeah. That, yes, they were chosen to, by the two main Marvel people. But, they don't feel like they're worthy of carrying on their legacy.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, We we kind of touched on Isaiah, but then we we kind of bounced right off of him. And I th- I think he's an interesting character. He's actually a character I would like to see come back in the series, but I don't know that they will. Isaiah Bradley. Bradley. Is his last okay. Name. Um, he's great, and that actor was amazing. Like, yeah. he, he did a, a really like awesome emotional, which performance. apparently
1: he's from alias oh it says
0: I, okay he looks familiar to me but i could not place him and that's yeah that's got to be it
1: yeah it says he's aliases carl Lumbly. okay so it, i don't know if that's his character's name or if that's the actor that plays him
0: yeah i haven't seen that show in 15 years but um I, he definitely looked familiar to me so and i watched every episode of alias i just don't yep. remember it very well but yeah he um he clearly has some super soldiers here and still in him he's references like the guy that they tested super soldiers, super soldier serum on after cap died yeah. in the 1940s. And so like he, like he talks about how he was like basically imprisoned by the U S government for 30 years as they continued to test him and take his blood and like do all these like horrible things to him. And he obviously has PTSD from that. He's mm-hmm. completely destroyed as a person. He takes that, that metal, Thing, whatever that was and throws it into the wall and it's, yeah it just sticks in the wall so he's obviously he's old but he's
1: still strong
0: yeah he's still got all of the strength in his bones and i just really it was a short scene but i really i really like that scene and sam really connects to him and like wants to know more about him but he obviously wants nothing to do with bucky because he literally fought bucky in mm-hmm. 1951 so, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, there's a lot of story with that character, and I hope we get more of it because he was really cool to me. Yeah,
1: which I, I don't know if we will get more. Yeah. I mean, it could be just setting that foundation for his grandson.
0: Yeah. I feel like this show is going to go really fast and not come back to a lot of things. Like, yeah. We've already done that with episode one. Because, so.
1: I mean, we're already a third of the way through yeah. the show. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And we've only gotten two episodes, and the, after next week, we'll be halfway through.
0: Yeah, the the you know showrunners already told us this, but like it's it's gonna feel more like a movie, where it's just yeah. like, hang on tight, we're gonna go pretty fast here. So, um, I we touched on it already, but the therapy session, the soul gazing exercise was so funny to me. Getting closer, they have to spread their legs and like insert their legs into each other. I I thought that was really funny and awkward. Um, they, they both like hate the therapist. So that's another thing that they can kind of yeah. agree on. Um, I, I think the therapist is actually really funny. Yeah. Um, she has some backstory with John Walker, which is interesting. Like they fought together, mm-hmm. um, you know, back when they were deployed. So maybe we'll see more of that. Maybe we won't, but, um, that was kind of interesting.
1: And I mean, you definitely can tell when, cause Sam leaves first and you definitely can tell that Bucky is hurt. And, she, uh I mean, we've talked about this over and over again. Marvel doesn't throw away lines. Yeah. And as Bucky's leaving, he asks, what's rule number two? Don't hurt anyone. Yeah. And you definitely can feel that Bucky is hurt. Yeah. By Sam's actions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many, there's so much nuance. I, this show is getting... The the writing is way smarter in this episode than, the, than in the first one, in my yeah. opinion. Um, so yeah, those all those lines are really great. Um, and then, kind of the last thing I have in my notes is um, there's one Flagsmaster that dies already. Like he yeah. he, um, he basically sacrifices his life so that the rest of them can
1: get away. He's the power broker, is what they call him.
0: The guy that died, or I think they're like the power broker is the one that's behind all of it. Is what I read, but
1: oh, okay, never mind. I was reading something. Yeah, else.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's been some talk. Is is Zemo the power broker? The like, power
1: broker are the people that were chasing after Carly. Okay. At the end. Oh, okay, interesting. That's what it says.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's there's gonna be several factions in the in the show. Like there's the power broker. There's the flag smashers. There's obviously you know New Cap and um what are they call. The other guy? Uh
1: well his Battlestar. Name, yeah. His name's Hoskins. Yeah.
0: But Battlestar and Captain America. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh and then obviously Sam and, and Bucky. Um and then, you know, US government, there's, you know, um, and there's lots of different going we're on. Zemo, yeah. Zemo, yeah, in I, episode three, I I legitimately think he's just gonna be a consultant type person. Yeah. I I don't know that he's they 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 give him his own Marvel Legends, so maybe he'll be a bigger character than I think. Unless but,
1: he's pulling all the strings from inside prison,
0: I I think he could legitimately be the power broker, like yeah. himself, like he's doing it from prison. Um, but yeah, he's still locked up in the same cell that we saw him in at the end of Civil War. Um, just
1: having a grand old time, yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, what I liked about that scene where that one Flagsmaster sacrifices his life is, is these are true believers. Like these aren't, oh, yeah. these aren't people that are just like doing this for was, the carnage or whatever. Cause
1: I mean, it wasn't even, it wasn't even Carly that, I mean, he literally said that he was going to hold them off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's like one world, one people get, get out of here. I'm going to. I'm gonna make it so you guys can escape, and he died for this cause. Like he, yeah. I, I, and I think that's what makes the flex messers to me so dangerous. Is that um, these people have nothing to lose and they believe 100% into, yeah, in the cause. For sure, they're because not gonna be
1: stopped because usually we see like with villains, we see them, the people that they're working with, very expendable. But I mean, this guy literally, I mean, Carly doesn't say anything to him, and he is willing to step up. And just sacrifice himself like that.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of Hydra. Like, yeah, you know, cut off one head and two will reappear. Like they, they just don't care. Um, mm-hmm. but they'll do whatever it takes to, to further their cause. So, so yeah, the show's getting really good. Uh, I, I, uh, I enjoyed the second episode literally twice as much as the first episode. Yeah, um, for sure. And uh, now that we're finally getting into their dynamic, which is so funny to me to watch Sam and Bucky just like. Just you know, spit off of each other like they're 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 really good together. Um, the action has always been good, but we're starting to get some like really cool character moments, and mm-hmm. I, I just I was lo- hoping for that and looking for that in that first episode and didn't get a lot of it. So um, it's more comedic, I think. They're it just it's starting to feel more MCU with the second episode. Yeah. So I'm I'm in. I'm I'm excited Hopefully to see it where it
1: goes. Continues to get better. Yeah. Uh, what else are you watching on Disney Plus? Uh, not anything besides these two. Um So, um, yeah, that's about it. Um, haven't had a ton of time. Um, I did, actually, do you ever
0: watch the Wanda making a Wanda vision? Uh-uh. I, that's something I'm, I'd like to watch in this next week.
1: Yeah. And then, um, but yeah, it was crazy. We watched my ducks yesterday and then I attempted to watch, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then I fell asleep because I, I had, like, one of the longest days yesterday. Yeah. And so I actually had watched... Caitlin and I watched it, like, literally an hour before we hit play. Yeah. So Oh, this morning. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah, the only thing um, I had time to watch this week was Civil War. I wanted to get to Florida and Ulysses. I, I think I legitimately will have time to do that in this next week. I'd also like to watch... Uh, making a want vision like i said a second ago civil war is great man it's yeah. so good i that you want to talk about movies that are 80 miles an hour it there were a couple of parts where i like re- did like the 10 second rewind mm-hmm. so i could like listen to a line again that movie delivers lines so fast there's so many things going on obviously there's a ton of characters all with their own you know uh motivations for what yeah. they're trying to do uh, the stuff the the introduction of Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther is so great in this movie. It's really really good. But then you you also have to remember like they introduced Spider Man for the first time in this movie, and there's a whole scene with oh, yeah. t- Tony and Aunt May in the living room and all that. And they introduce his character. Spider Man is so great in that that hangar, the, the airport scene where like he's new to the squad. No one's ever seen him before, and is but he's like, he, he knows these guys. Like he's seen Captain America on TV a thousand times. And now he's having to like fight Captain America and take him down. And he's very, you know, um, like he's fighting his own self, like even having to do that. He's very confused about that. And, um, the, the six on six combat, I I think the six on six civil war combat in that airport is some of the best Combat we've ever gotten in any MCU movie. I, in my opinion, it is just as exciting to watch as the end of Endgame.
1: Yeah, it's really, really for sure.
0: So, yeah, and I don't know, just the whole premise of the movie. There's several premises, but you know, the big one about how you know the Sokovian Accords and how they disagree fundamentally on like, you know, should we be reeled in or should we not? Um, There's a, a part where Tony reveal, you know, speaks to the Avengers. He's kind of the leader of the Avengers and he speaks to them and he says, Hey, you know, this, you know, Joe Smith guy was going to be, you know, a father of two and loving husband and was doing all these great things, but we killed him. Like he, a building, we've, we, um, threw a building on top of him and yeah. he died, you know, and the same thing happened to Zemo. His whole family died, um, because of everything that happened in Sokovia. So, he, um, you know, he's conflicted. Tony obviously is and says, Hey, you know, we need, we probably do need jurisdiction. We need, we do need to be reined in. Um, you know, we're just kind of doing whatever we want right now. And that's not working right now. We're killing innocent people and captain saying, no, you know, that's not, that's not the way we're going to go. Like, you know, we can't be, um, you know, what happens when they say, you know, so some bad guy is doing something that's hurting people and the UN says, no, we're not, we're not commissioning you for, this mission like you're not gonna go and fight this bad guy what do we do then so yeah, yeah I, th- I think it's really good and it's you know there's a when the movie first came out in 2016 there was a lot of like hashtag team cap hashtag team uh, Tony or team Iron Man or whatever and mm-hmm. I'm watching it the second time I was like I totally get it like there's no, there is not a right person in this movie. At the end of the movie, Tony comes around and says, "I was wrong," but I'm not. I'm not so sure that he was wrong. Like in his in his initial, he was wrong about because the whole movie he thinks that Bucky killed um, T'Chaka, T'Challa's fa- yeah. father, mm-hmm. in in that bombing thing that he's responsible for the bombing um, at the Sokovian Accord signing thing. And it turns out he wasn't, so he was wrong about that. But I don't know that he was necessarily wrong about signing the Sokovia Accords. And you also couldn't say that about Captain America, like that he was wrong either. So they they did they were brilliant obviously at the writing, but that movie I, I definitely can understand anyone that would be Team Cap and anyone that would be Team Tony. Like it it totally makes sense. So that movie's really good if you haven't seen it and you're watching The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I highly recommend going back to it. Um, You'll get a lot of Sharon Carter. You'll get a lot of, uh, obviously, Falcon and Winter Soldier in that movie. And Bucky is really at the center of of the drama. And you'll get a lot of backstory for uh, Zemo. And hopefully, you know, we'll see more Zemo in the next episode. So um, definitely, Civil War is definitely a prequel to the series that's going on right now.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I've seen um episode or I've seen parts of it here and there since watching the full thing in theaters and I really do like that one um it's not called an Avengers movie but most, <laughs> we've talked about this before but it most definitely is an Avengers movie which um but I mean it's you know, it's so good
0: watching it the second time I actually do kind of understand why they didn't want to call it the Avengers colon Civil war because The the Avengers is really about them fighting someone that's outside of them. Yeah. They don't fight anyone outside of them. They're literally fighting each other for the entire movie. Mm -hmm. It's only – they fight Zemo at the very end, um, and they really kind of just capture him. Like, he he surrenders, essentially. Um, So, the movie really is about Zemo pulling the strings and making them fight each other and saying how – like. I wanted, I wanted to take down all the Avengers because what what they did to my family, but I knew I would never be able to fight them. Stronger men than me have failed. So if I can, but if I, I can make them fight the, the, each other, then they can take each other down. And so he's brilliant, obviously in the way that he masterminds the whole thing. But calling it the Avengers would be a really weird title because yeah. it, it really isn't about them being unified at all. It's, it's quite the opposite. So
1: disunified.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, they could have called it The Avengers Disassembled or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah.
1: Th- that would have been clever. Yeah. See, Phil? Yeah. We, we have great ideas. We got the ideas. Marvel, Disney+, Plus. <laughs> Phil and I are, uh, I don't know. We're probably not willing to give up our jobs, but we're willing to add new stuff. If you come a-calling and need ideas, yeah. Phil and I are your guys. You can add us. I mean, we could write plenty of storylines for you guys (laughs) we have so many ideas yeah from high school musical to mighty ducks to star wars to marvel you name it call us disney plus reviews at hotmail.com or if sulfur springs (laughs) needs more episodes written we still haven't seen an episode yeah we don't know anything about it but we definitely get a mention of it every (laughs) single week so we would be willing to watch it if you need us yeah
0: that's a great transition into what's new on Disney Plus. Obviously, we have to talk about Sulphur Springs uh, at some point during this. There is a ton of stuff coming to Disney Plus. I'm going to skip half of it. Okay. Um, I mean, it's a long list. There's like 18 things coming out. Um, there's obviously more Sulphur, Sulphur Springs. There's yes. more. <laughs> there's more Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There's more Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Obviously, we all knew about those. Um, Night at the Museum. I'm assuming this is the first movie um is coming out aren't I thought, they game both yeah i
1: think i, I thought i saw the other I one i think the here too. first two are coming yes not the third one but i believe the first two are
0: yeah one and two battle of the smithsonian is the second one uh those are coming out those Which movies are those are out. pretty good yeah those are great I,
1: I enjoy those movies for sure
0: yeah um well i guess we didn't decide if we were going to cover a,
1: a movie um next week I would say with it being Easter weekend, let's just do okay. this format okay. again.
0: So yeah, next week we'll uh, we'll do... We're deciding that right now. We're yeah. going to do the two shows again uh, next week. Miami and then Ch- we
1: probably can throw in a movie after that. Yeah,
0: we'd like to get back to movies. Cause we've been taking a lot of time off of movies because of all the stuff that's been going on. But um, I think the plan is to do... We're not going to stop talking about Mighty Ducks. We're not going to stop talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier. But we do want to kind of throw in a third thing. That might make for some longer episodes. Um, but we're, we'll probably wait two weeks to start that. Yeah. So um, that that is coming. But yeah, Night of the Museum uh, 1 and 2 are finally coming to Disney+. Plus. Um, three seasons of a show called Disney Walk the Prank. Um, it's, I think, an, a drama show about uh, children that um, are Practical Jokers and create over-the-top pranks for online. Oh, it's an online hidden camera show. Wow, interesting. But it's, it's like run by kids. Okay. Okay, three seasons of that show if you're interested. Um, a show called Higley Town Heroes, uh, which looks like uh, for kids. You know what this looks like? I'm looking at a screenshot of it. You know those toys that... Um, there's like a toy within a toy within yeah. a toy within a toy. It looks like those. Like I think all those characters kind of look like those. Yeah, those that, things. That's
1: probably what it is.
0: Okay. Um, the Island at the Top of the World. Um, I don't. This looks like an old movie. It looks really old, actually. I'm gonna look this up. And see when it came out. The Island at the Top of the World. Oh, that's um, not that old. This 1974. Um, it's a live action fantasy adventure film.
1: Um, it's almost 50 years old, Phil. Yeah, it, that's true. It, it's that is pretty old. old.
0: I'm getting old. That's, that's what's going on there. Uh, an American ar- archeologist lecturing in Norway at the beginning of the 20th century embarks on a strange mission to find the young son of an a wealthy Englishman who has mysteriously disappeared in the Arctic circle with the help of a French aeronaut and an Eskimo guide. He discovers a, a verdant Valley populated for over a thousand years by time forgotten Vikings.
1: And then he becomes the Rocketeer.
0: Yeah, that's that's a mouthful. Um, I don't know that I'll be watching that one, but Probably that, one, not. that one's on there. Um, another older movie called Third Man on the Mountain. Have you heard about this? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, it's a 1959 family adventure film. So um,
1: even older. Yes, that's also coming out. We're getting the timeless classics back, Phil, <laughs> that nobody has ever seen before.
0: Uh, the Last Ice uh, looks like a documentary about... Uh, the melting of um, Canada and Greenland like ice caps and stuff like that. So if you're interested in that, that's probably a National Geographic thing yeah. is my guess. Um, Secrets of the Zoo is another National Geographic about um, conservation, uh, animal conservation parks that's coming out Friday. Um, I'm going to skip that one. Uh, the Big Year. This is a, actually oh, I, interesting to me. I, I never Phil, heard of this movie. This, I've never heard of it.
1: This movie. Have is, you watched this? Oh, yeah. It's awful. It came but, out 10 years ago. But uh, Steve Martin, Jack Black, and Owen Wilson. And I, it,
0: I mean, once you tell me that those three guys are in this movie, I'm sold, but it's not very good?
1: I mean, it's hilarious. Okay. But as a plot, it's a train wreck. But, <laughs> I mean, we can cover it. I I might
0: watch this. I, I really like those actors a lot. Jack Black, Steve Martin, and Owen Wilson.
1: I mean, the plot line is all... About they're trying to get a big year, which people probably have no idea what that means. No. But they're trying to see as many different species of birds <laughs> in a year. Okay. And it's basically a competition.
0: Oh, that's that's really great, actually. <laughs> I kind of like that premise. I'm sure it is not, like, the best as far as, you know, um, moment-to-moment it's plot. It's like a... But-
1: Fourteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, maybe worse.
0: <laughs> but I love those actors, so I might just check that one out. Um, and then there's some Star Wars stuff coming out. Um, I'm just going to briefly mention it. Uh, I have not watched any of this. There's one called Ewoks: The Battle for Endor. It looks terrible. Like it looks <laughs> like CGI looks really, really bad. Um, it's it features Wicket, who's like a hardly mentions character in the, in the sixth uh, Star Wars or episode six of the Star Wars movies. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, it's like a a show about these Ewoks. I've never seen it. I I think it probably, it looks like it came out in the eighties. Then there's an animated show called Star Wars Clone Wars volume one and two, which is really confusing because there is a show called the Clone Wars, Star Wars, the Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. And this is not that it's like uh, it almost looked like like more of an anime type of style. Um, to it. It's very, very different. It's not like 3D CGI like the other stuff. Yeah, um, And there's a couple, uh, Volume 1 and 2, which I don't know, this look like a, like one-off kind of movies, but um, I didn't do any research into this. It takes place in between Episode 2 and Episode 3 of the movies. So okay. that's that's one I will probably check out just because I'm interested to see what it is. Then there was a television show in the 1980s, I did not watch it, called Star Wars Ewoks. And it's it sounds like what I just described with ewoks battle for endor but it is an actual television show that was in america canada and taiwan <laughs> um featuring the ewoks obviously from return of the jedi two full seasons it aired from 1985 to oh, 1986 gosh. and it looks like you know what it looks like the animation style it looks like the gummy bears
1: oh wonderful if, if you ever watched that yes so um sign me up phil
0: yeah Star Wars Ewoks bouncing here and there and everywhere. Yeah,
1: I'm sure that the introduction is just spot on.
0: Yeah, I will probably not watch that show. I am a huge Star Wars <laughs> fan, but Star Wars Ewoks is not ringing, any, um, ringing, my bell, ringing my bell right now. And then the last thing, and I have to mention this because it is fascinating to me, and you know my history with this original property. There is a 1978 made-for-TV film called The Star Wars Holiday Special.
1: Oh. In that,
0: that movie is not coming to Disney Plus. That movie will never come to Disney Plus, (laughs) in my opinion. However, in the middle of this awful, 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 made-for-TV holiday special, there is a brief, it's like seven, it might be six minutes, a brief animated short in the middle of the movie. I think it's what the Wookiees are watching on television uh, for Life Day, or whatever. Mm -hmm. but. It's called the story of the faithful Wookie, and it is the first ever, like ever released footage of Boba Fett, and mm. it, it's so bizarre that this was the first time that we ever got to see Boba Fett because we finally see Boba Fett in the 1980 Empire State Strikes Back movie. Yeah, but, but in 1978, two years before that movie, and after one year after the original Star Wars movie, we got Boba Fett. It looks like it's, it's Boba Fett. It lo- it's him in his gear. As an animated character in this thing, and then they just took him and and put him in the movie in Empire and Return of the Jedi. So, yeah, it's it's fascinating to watch just this section of it, and just the animated short is coming to Disney Plus. So, interest. What's really this is fascinating on a couple different levels. One is they're saying no to the holiday special, which is a good choice, and yes to this animated. The second thing is this is the first mention that I have seen of George Lucas or or disney even like like owning up to the existence of the holiday special like george lucas himself said we are never going to release the holiday special to dvd to vhs to blu-ray it's never going to be a thing because i want to basically disavow the existence of that horrible horrible thing that i think he was made to do or whatever there's a whole story that you can look up on it um but they like this Disney plus is bringing the animated short that existed within that holiday special to Disney plus. So this is literally the first uh, that I'm aware of the first recognition of, yeah, the holiday special is a real thing. (laughs) There we go. So the story of the faithful Wookiee is something you can, you can check out on Friday. And honestly, I will probably watch it because that's the only part of the holiday special that I ever want to see again. So, (laughs) so that's that. Um, Thanks, Grant, for another great episode of Disney Plus Reviews. Yeah. I appreciate
1: it. Uh, let us We're know, on a roll, Phil.
0: We're on a roll. We're on a uh, Mighty Ducks and Falcon Winter Soldier roll. Let us know what you want to hear about on this podcast or send us your own review on something that you've watched on Disney Plus. We'd love to include you in the show. We've done that for several people that have written in. Uh, the way to, to, do, to do that is Disney Plus Reviews at hotmail.com. Send us an email at Disney P L U S Reviews at hotmail.com. Uh, next week on the show we uh you already know what's coming it's episode uh, three of the falcon and the winter soldier and episode two of the mighty ducks game changers and then we'll probably throw start throwing in some of the midway point yeah halfway through uh one of those shows yeah fourth of the way through the other one so join us for uh for more of those shows next week we'll see you then